Hey, this is John Straza, and this is the Sower Seeds Podcast. And we're going to continue our series today on the heart of the gospel. This is our fourth episode on that. And I want to take you back to Romans 1, because we're just going to start with the same verse that we have on the other episodes. And I think we're going to be seeing something different today. So let's just follow the Lord with this one, as always. So go to Romans 1. We want to see what Paul was saying in verse 16, for he said, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, the Jew first, and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. And we see some things going on in that verse. We've been seeing it throughout the whole series that the gospel, which is the good news of what Jesus did for all mankind, is the power of God unto salvation. And that salvation, as we were saying, it's a deep word. It's sozo in the Greek. And it has a very broad meaning. It's being healed. It's being delivered. It's being protected. It's being preserved made whole, kept safe, kept sound in your mind, in your heart, saved. It's a, it's a broad word. And being so rich, it says that the gospel is the power of God to that place of being saved, the good news. So when we're talking about the good news, then we would be talking about what did Jesus do for us? But the gospel is the one thing, it's the one message that can reach inside of a person's heart and touch them where they need it most. So here we have this verse, and Paul really made it the centerpiece of this chapter. He said he wasn't ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. And the only way they could believe it is to hear it. And the only way they can hear it is if you understand it to share it with somebody else. You have to know the gospel to grow in it yourself and to share it with somebody else. And the gospel is the work that Jesus did, the finished work that Jesus did, God did through Jesus for us. It's that famous scripture, for God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son that whoever would believe on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You see? So that is the gospel. And Romans, and Hebrews, Ephesians, Galatians, and these letters, they go into more depth about the gospel, the things that happened in our salvation. And the more you understand that, the more effective you would be in the gospel message that you would share with somebody else. It's really amazing. And the more you will be affected by your own salvation. A lot of Christians really just don't know how deep and broad their salvation is. And that's why I'm teaching this thing. I can see where the Holy Spirit's going with this. He wants us all to know how deep the salvation is. Because when we see it like that, it's being in love. And you can't stop somebody who's in love. You just can't. And when somebody shares something out of love, the way God shared with us his love, it's powerful. It's just powerful. And that's why Paul is saying this. This message was a message of love. And it's powerful. 
It's saying, I love you so much. I'm going to forgive you of the sins and the problems and the things you've done and the guilt you feel permanently, forever. And I'm going to make you righteous and it'll be by faith. You don't have to grovel, you know, with 30 prayers and doing this and doing penance and doing something to earn your salvation. You don't have to go on a missionary trip somewhere. You don't have to fast for 20 days. You don't have to do anything to gain your salvation. That's one of the most important aspects of the gospel is that it is free. It's free for you to hear it. It's free for you to receive it. And it's free for you to take from it the depth and wealth that is in it so that your life will be made better. You know, Jesus said something in John. It's, oh, this, it's the eighth chapter in verse 36. It's beautiful. It's a powerful verse. It said, if the Son therefore make you free, you shall be free indeed. Now that's powerful. Jesus was saying that he was going to set us free. That's what the gospel does. It sets us free from sin, from the bondage of sin, from the darkness of sin. We read it last week in Colossians 1 and 13, that the Father, he's talking about the Father, who has delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. We were set free. That's what he's talking about. And that's what Paul is talking about every time he talks about the gospel. Every time. And that's what Jesus was saying. If the Son therefore make you free, this is again in John 8 and 36. If the Son therefore shall make you free. I love that it's make you. That means like create you free. And he did create in us a new creature. He made us a new creature. The Bible says it. If you're in Christ, you're a new creature, right? And it, in this beautiful verse, it's saying, If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. It's a way of saying you'll, you'll be really free. So that's what the gospel is about. And that's what you're sharing in your own heart with yourself as you read through this. And that's just going to translate to others as you talk to them because they're going to see it in you. You're going to see it in you. And you're going to say, it's this love. It's this freedom I have. I'm free from sin. I'm not free from guilt just to go out and sin again. And God's just going to forgive me again and again. And you know, he will forgive you. But that's no way to live. Paul said it's no way to live in, in Romans 6. Can I just sin that grace will abound? That grace will come in every time and just make it right. And Paul said, God forbid. Read it for yourself, Romans 6 and 1. Say, God forbid. Even though we are actually forgiven. But that's not what we're aiming at here. We were set free from sin to be free from sin. We're a new creature. That old sinful nature died on the cross. And we have a new nature. We have a new spirit. And we were perfected. The Bible even says it. We don't believe it half the time, but we were perfected. But let's look in Romans 8. And in the first verse, it said, There is therefore now no condemnation 
to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. There's no condemnation. Can you imagine really believing in your own life that you, standing in front of God, are not condemned? That you can stand before God in his presence and not be condemned? That's what he's saying. That's what this gospel means. It means you were given access to God because of what Jesus did for you, the payment that Jesus made for you. We spoke about that payment in the last episode, how expensive it was for Jesus to pay this price that would set us free. But that's what he did, and he did it out of love. He didn't even do that to condemn you. He set you free by believing in him. The just, those who are justified, set free from this court of guilt, this spiritual court of guilt, so to speak, and condemnation. Jesus set you free. He stood in your place and paid a price that allows you to walk free and to walk in love. And you know, when you are loved like that, when you are forgiven like that, it does something inside of you. It changes you. That kind of love will change a person. And when you see that love of God for you and realize he did it for you, and gave you this, this wealth, and that he, he states very clearly, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. And it says, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. And we have a new spiritual life when we are born again. That's why Jesus said, you'll be born of the flesh. That just means your natural birth and born of the Spirit. You have to be both. You have to be a person first. That's all he was saying with that in, in, in John 3. But then he was saying, but you must be born of the Spirit. It's a spiritual rebirth, and it happens in your spirit first. And it's, and it's this beautiful thing. And in our receiving Christ and being born again, we stand in a place where like Romans 8, and Paul is stating it very clearly. He made this long case to get just to this one line. He did. He built a long case for several chapters just to get to this line. We're not going to go into all that. That's a long study. But he, he built this case to come to the point where he would say, there is therefore, based on everything he said before, therefore, there is therefore now no condemnation. To them which are in Christ Jesus. He was building the case that you didn't live under the law of condemnation. If you were to live under the law that said thou shalt not and thou shalt not and thou shalt not, if you break one of those laws, you were condemned. But he changed the covenant under which we live. He gave us a new covenant that said we would be justified now by faith in what Jesus did in his perfection. And Jesus would live in us and the blood that Jesus shed applies to our lives. And this is what God the Father sees in us. He sees his son. And you know, a lot of people live a Christian life and say, well, I'm just a sorry old sinner that just is the same as he always was and I'm saved by grace. Well, there's truth to that. But I think what's sad 
is that they seem to have missed the greater part here on earth is that that salvation will change you into something more than just a sorry old sinner. The sorry old sinner died. The sinful nature died. And we can go into this in more detail. This is not really where this particular episode is going. But you should know you died with Christ and you were raised with him. And you're seated with him, it even says, in the heavenlies. You have a new life. You are a new creature. Behold, all the old has gone away. It's past. Behold, all things are new. See, these are the things that Paul taught. And when he says here that we are not condemned, it is so that we can stand before God and go through this beautiful process that Paul talked about of being renewed. Our spirits may be perfected, but our souls and our minds and our bodies aren't. And we go through this beautiful process of getting in God's word and discovering the depth of this gospel. That's how we become a new person. We're saved the second we receive Christ. There's a beautiful transformation that happens in us. But we grow. Faith to faith, we grow. And the just shall live by faith. And, and look at what Paul is saying. I'll go back to Romans 1. He says, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed. That's why Paul said this. So the gospel is the power of God to salvation. And therein, the gospel is the righteousness, righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. You're going to grow in this thing. It says, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. You don't live just one day. You live day by day. And each day you have faith and each day you grow. People know this inherently, that we grow. The gospel will save you on day one, that you receive it. And it will show you the righteousness. It will reveal in you the righteousness of God day by day, right in that same gospel. The very gospel that picked you up and made you brand new it would be the very same gospel that you will look at and, and read and pray about and discover that your salvation is, is just greater and greater and greater as you go on. It's like a marriage that gets deeper and deeper and deeper. You know, in the world, we're taught that marriage just loses its spark. It doesn't have to. And it certainly doesn't have to be that way with God either. And you grow day by day in greater love. And it's in this gospel that you'll discover that. And you'll fall more in love with God as you see the, how the gospel, what, it really, what really happened to me. I think that's what this whole series has been about, is that what happened to me in my salvation? The gospel happened. You heard about Jesus. You received him. And some people kind of stopped at that point, and other people wanted to know more about it. I'm encouraging you to know more about it. You are going to find out your salvation. If, if all you did was just read Romans and Hebrews, you would find out how deep your salvation is. I encourage you to read those two books. Romans is one of the great masterpieces of the gospel, and so is Hebrews. 
Hebrews will drop your jaw if you read through that and see what happened. And the writer of Hebrews was eloquent in their description of what God did through the ages up to the point of Jesus being sacrificed and risen from the dead. It's awesome. And what it means to us today, not just in heaven, but today as we live by faith, right, day by day, Well, what is that day by day? That's the here and now. And I encourage you to take some of these scriptures I've been showing you and get into them and and search it out. I think that's what this has has been about all along. I really do. I think that's what these four episodes have been all along, is that you would search out what happened to me in my salvation, because it's great. The more I look into it, the more it makes me just want to jump for joy. It's one of the great joys in my life is to find out through the gospel, reading through Romans and Hebrews and seeing things through the gospels as what Jesus did for us. You'll discover it as you go along. It's amazing. But let me take you yet to another verse in Ephesians real quick. I I love Ephesians. It's yet another depiction by Paul of what Jesus did for us. Paul was talking in the first chapter about what God the Father has done and how he did it through Jesus. And I just want you to see something as food for thought. He was talking about God. And in verse 12, it says that we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted Christ, in whom you also trusted, look at this, after that you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Is that not awesome? that they heard the word of truth, the gospel of their salvation, in whom, meaning Jesus, in whom after you believed, look at this, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. That's awesome. That means the Holy Spirit, when you received Christ in your spirit, he sealed that spirit like to protect it and seal it. A whole lesson can be given in that, and I'm not going to get into that whole lesson. But I just wanted you to see it, and you take that and pray about that and say, Holy Spirit, what was going on there? It looks like you sealed me to protect me. He did. And look at, and look at uh, chapter 2 and verse 6 in Ephesians. And it says, uh, look at verse 5. Even when we were dead in sins, he made us alive together with him. By grace you were saved. And look at this. And he raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now that would be something to just meditate on. That's what happened in your salvation. That's what the gospel performed in your life. You actually are seated with Christ. That's a mystery. I couldn't teach on that if I tried in 20 minutes. I'm seeing it, I'm learning it, I'm walking it day by day, that that's where I'm seated. But this knowledge of Christ in my life is changing my life. And what I was a year ago, and what I was three years ago, and what I was 10 years ago is not what I am now. These scriptures, these truths are exactly what Jesus said. If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, 
you shall be free indeed. And I see every day just how liberated we have been made in the gospel in what Jesus did for us. It's awesome. But the goodness of all these wonderful things that God has done for us, and these are just tips of the iceberg. The point is, seek out your own salvation. The scripture says to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And it doesn't mean to quake on the ground and grovel. It doesn't mean that. It means with a sense of deep importance. Work out your own salvation with a sense of deep importance. And the only way to do that, brothers and sisters, is to understand that the gospel is the power of God to your personal salvation. And you should seek out what it was that saved you. Understand more than just, you know, I've been forgiven. Understand more than that. There's so much more. God has so much more to do in you, and he can't do it unless you understand the love of God in your life. And as you grow in that love and become grounded in that love and rooted in that love, you will be able to reach out to other people with this message of the gospel, which was a message of God's love. It'll flow out, you, out of you just flawlessly and effortlessly to others, and their lives will change just like yours. So let's look at John 8 and 36 again before we close. And it says, If the Son therefore shall make you free you shall be free indeed. That is the power of the gospel. Thank you for joining us in this episode, and we'll see you in the next one. God bless you.